0: Welcome to I Love My HBCU Question Mark, the podcast where we express our undeniable love for HBCUs, but where we are also not afraid to address a few tough questions. So sit back, learn a little, love a lot, and rep your HBCU. Hello, beautiful people. Um, It is 2024. Hi, Caitlin. How are you? Good. How are you? I am well. So I have HBCU now, um, Caitlin Cox joining me. As you know, it's the beginning of the year 2024. We had HBCU made last week tell us about um the resolutions that they'd like to see for HBCU. So How could I have HBCU made give us that and not have HBCU now give us that as well? So Caitlin, you are the HBCU now that is ushering us in to 2024. And very shortly, will be giving us your top three. Here's what I think HBCUs need to focus on in 2024 as we usher in the new year. Mm -hmm. Call it resolutions if you want to. And if you don't that's perfectly okay but before we get to all of that part you know i've got to ask you caitlin how are you how what where where do you go to college um where what is your major and um i'm gonna end of course with how you made that selection to go to your university so hush Tosin.
1: Okay. Um, hello, everyone. As she said, uh, my name is Caitlin Cox. I'm a sophomore majoring in computer science at Morgan State University.
0: Go Bears. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. How did you make your selection, um, your college selection journey? How did you end up with Morgan State University?
1: Okay. So both of my brothers, they went to Morgan State, graduated from Morgan State. And I- Originally, I did not want to attend Morgan State just because it's in my hometown and I've always wanted to discover the world for what it is. So my first choice was Spelman College. Um, I went there and I toured the college. I fell in love with the college and I didn't receive a lot of financial aid from Spelman. And I, in high school, I made good grades. I was a well-rounded student, and I didn't receive any information from Morgan State's Honors College. So I was like, wow, they still haven't accepted me into the Honors College. That's so crazy. So I was so hound on Spelman. And after I left the tour of Spelman College, I was on the plane back to Maryland, and I received the email from Morgan State's um, Honors College and they stated that I received a full ride scholarship and I said wow how could I pass this up so that is how I ended up at Morgan State University
0: um beautiful story um Spellman lost you Morgan won you which is lovely (laughs) (laughs) um but but there's a recurring message here that we need to keep sounding the alarm on and that is You cannot separate money from being um, one of the deciding factors as to how so many uh, African-Americans, I'm going to broadly say black people, I cannot speak for every other group of persons, but I can definitely speak for black people because I've spoken to so many of us now with regards to how they've made their college selection journey More often than not, if it is not the top reason, it is absolutely the second reason. It's money. So, um, yeah, that that should be giving a lot of us ideas. I know at I Love My HBCU LLC specifically, that has given us a couple of ideas with what we want to do in the future with regards to HBCUs. But I digress. That's not what this episode is about. (laughs) This episode is about you giving us 2024 resolutions for um HBCUs but even before we get to that rapid
1: fire. if you've
0: been watching you, she said it she said it she's like rapid fire <laughs> absolutely I have to bless you with a rapid fire segment so are you ready yes ready. all right 67 seconds on the clock after I read the first question this is an easy one I hope okay describe yourself in three words
1: um determined
0: faithful and I would say charming charming I like that determined faithful and charming I like that okay you're at your college graduation you've got a couple more years before that happens but you're at your college graduation who do you want as a commencement speaker
1: Oh, um, I would say Kamala Harris
0: Kamala Harris, Vice President Kamala Harris. Okay, okay, okay. What's the best meal at your HBCU? Ooh, a lot of people
1: say the fried chicken Wednesday, but that's not going to be my answer. Um, I would say Morgan has this dish. It's called white rice, chicken, and bell peppers. I don't know if that's the name of it, but that's what's in it. It's chicken teriyaki. That's the name, and it's it's delightful
0: nice 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 i i can't you still went with chicken but you didn't go with fried chicken (laughs) wednesdays i appreciate that i appreciate that what's your unpopular opinion about hbcus the dorms are old very old unpopular opinion the dorms are old okay okay Um, I was just told that my time is up, but we know I'm going to take some liberties and ask at least one more question. And here's my question. Shout out your favorite professor or person at your HBCU and what they teach or what they do.
1: Okay. Um, I would say Dr. Mack, Dr. Naja Mack. Me and her, we bumped heads a little bit, but She's a powerful professor. Um, she was my first professor in computer science. So she was the first person that ever taught me Python, my coding language, my favorite coding language at that. So yeah, that'll be my favorite. I
0: love it. I love it. So I love the fact that you actually started off with saying that we bumped heads initially. Yeah, we did. Um, <laughs> professors who are viewed by you as in viewed by students as a little difficult, um, Get a bad rap, and I I keep on asking people: you've got to bear with some of them, as mm-hmm. long as you know that they've got your best interest at heart, mm-hmm. because they end up being some of your best and strongest advocates. So yeah. shout out to Professor Mac, Dr. thank Dr. you, yep. Doctor <laughs> Mack. Okay, all right, we're we're there now. We're there now. All right, your three resolutions that your three goals resolutions things that you want HBCUs to think about as we usher in 2024 let's get to it what's your first one
1: um i would say my first one would would be having voting sites on college campuses um this year is election year and i feel like it would be a great asset to have voting sites um many college students they live far away from home which means they may not be able to vote. So I feel like having, you know, those sites on campus where they can just come out their dorm, walk out their dorm and go vote would be amazing. Um, You know, having students live in, just say that a student went to Morgan State in Maryland and their home is in California. They wouldn't be able to, you know, fly back to California just to vote. And I don't, I don't feel like that's feasible. So I feel like that would be a great, asset to have, and also educating students on the absentee ballots. Um, In college, we're not educated on voting. We're not educated on many things like that. So I feel like that's a good asset.
0: So I'm smiling because I get told all the time that students, um, black college students, I get told this, that black college students have a lot of opinions, but they don't really care about politics and they don't really care about the process. And I've just found that to be categorically wrong. I found that to just be talking points. And I I, I wasn't expecting you to say that as one of your um, 2024 resolution points, for HBCUs. So it is interesting that you would say that, and I hope people are listening. I hope that those, the powers that be, not just on college campuses, because I I happen to be aware of the fact that they're not the ones that ultimately and utterly control that happening, but Mm -hmm. the powers that be can hear that there are Black college students active Black college students who are like, hold on, we want to be part of the process. Mm-hmm. It's not always as easy for us to be part of the process. And here's the other part that I truly appreciated about your, 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 your um, um, resolution or goal. Educate us. Educate yes. us on different parts of the process, especially on absentee ballots, because yes. you are right about this one thing. I know a lot of out-of-state students that end up not voting at all. Because they don't, because they can't, and because they don't know how. And mm-hmm. it's this is not a matter about smarts, guys. Before anybody starts, you know, rat, you know, rattling off about well, how could they not know this and how could they not know? It is not a matter of smarts. There are some um, nuances involved with absentee ballots that, for some students, especially students voting for the very first time out of state doesn't make it as easy for them to actually part, be part of the process. Caitlin, mm-hmm. thanks. You, you just, you shot right out. <laughs> I thanks for that one. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And okay. Okay. I I'm, I'm, I was about to get excited because I know there's a project that I have coming up that has to do with politics, but I'm mm-hmm. not, not going to talk about it right now. Not going to oh. talk about it right now. <laughs> um. So what's your second one? Um,
1: My second one would be, I feel like HBCUs, they need to redefine the processes and procedures that administrative offices go through to solve the problem of college students. Um, I feel like administrative offices should have a more efficient way of handling our requests. Um, I often wonder who do I hold accountable for the prolonging of my problems? Um, One example would be during midterms this, this past semester, I decided to change my major to cybersecurity and like i said before i am a computer science major and computer science major is well computer science in general is full of software so you're learning how you know the software works you're learning the back end of software but you're not learning the security aspect of the software and as since i've been learning in edu- in the education realm i've always been i've always been excited of you know security in general so I decided to change my major to cybersecurity and the process has been long. I started this process November 30th and I have still, my major is still computer science. No one has reached out to me to change my major. I submitted forms. I emailed different um, officials. I still have not received a, a resolution to this problem. Um, school starts next week and my schedule is still not it's not complete with the cybersecurity courses that I would like to take. So I just feel like, who do I hold accountable for this problem? That's my resolution. So... <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's, that's one thing that I would like to be, I would like to be, you know, helped with. So...
0: so um. um... So, so, the heavy breathing that's coming from me um isn't isn't about isn't about listen it's the resolution you want. Not only do I honor and appreciate it, I agree with some some of it i do um the heavy sigh and breathing is I wish it were the first time we've heard this. I wish it would be the last time we've heard this and now it makes one beg the question what can and should be done about it um and who do we start with and why are i i think if one wanted to talk about the ineffective sometimes fractured processes that students have to go through at HBCUs, and listen, this isn't to say that this does not occur at other universities that are not designated as HBCUs, but I can only speak of the experience that I'm intricately aware of. And so that seems to be a consistent issue that keeps coming up when we speak of HBCUs. And so the bigger question I have for all of the administrators, including myself, uh, that may hear this episode is when do we resolve it? When yeah. do we sit down and just take all the blame, take all the blame and and start a process that is more fluid? This isn't mm-hmm. a fair question. This is not a fair follow-up question to you, Caitlin, but I'm going to ask it regardless. Sure. What would you suggest? How? how where would you suggest we start Um, Who are the persons you think need to be at the table to guide this type of resolution actually going into fruition? If you had any thoughts on that, what would your thoughts be?
1: Um, So to answer your first question, I believe we need to start with creating empathy within ourselves. Um, I feel like knowing that school starts, the semester starts next week and you're receiving emails from students, and I'm not the only one, you're receiving emails from students saying that they still have not registered. Where's your empathy in that? I feel like, you know, we need to be held, they need to be held accountable. It's empathy, start with empathy, empathy from there. That's the first thing that I, that I think needs to be, that needs to be happened. It needs to be created in some sense or form. Um, and who would I like to be at the table? Um, I would say the director of student services, student services are supposed to help the students at the college. So I feel like they would need to be there. Um, maybe the president of the university.
0: That's my answer. So I'm going to, I'm going to push you even further okay. ever so slightly. So i i I am an administrator and professor at Morgan State University. You happen to be a student at Morgan State University. Morgan State University does something I think well, and that is there is a presidential town hall that occurs at every Sorry. single every single semester without fail. uh Morgan State University holds a, a a president's town hall, and um it's a twofold event. It provides updates. Um, to the students at large, for those who attend, not just the students, that's not fair. For the General Morgan community, all stakeholders, um, it provides updates on um, what the university is doing, how it has resolved some issues brought up in the past. But then the second part that um, um, I'm aware of, because I attend every last one of them, I was about to say I'm required to, let me not say I'm required to. I gladly attend each and every one of them. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, the second part of the town halls is is to address any questions that students might have. And I'm not, I promise you, Caitlin, I am not putting you on the spot, but I have a twofold part to this question. Have you heard issues like this brought up at the town hall before? and do you think persons like you, since you don't know who to address these issues with and you're waiting on responses, do you think that would be a platform, number one, that you could use? Because here's the only reason why I'm suggesting this. And I'm not just suggesting this to a Caitlin, I'm suggesting this to any HBCU student where their university might have a platform such as an open forum for students to bring forth some of their issues I think it allows you to have a visible person to hold accountable, so that the next time there's a town hall and that issue still remains, you can bring it up mm-hmm. and say, "Hold on, President So and So. The last time that I was here at the town hall, I laid out a, a issue that is problematic, not just for me, but for other students like me, and um, it still hasn't been resolved." when should yeah. we expect a resolve again not putting you on the spot not not challenging you as to why you may not have used that avenue before but do you think that might be an avenue that you may want to consider
1: yes i definitely think that's a great avenue to consider um just because i have direct access to the president um the president is, is at the town hall so i'll definitely be able to speak to him but um for example I, I completed a major, a change of major request form, and on the form, it said that I should receive a, I, I should receive feedback in 30 days. I received feedback in 30 days, and it stated that my major was changed. But once I went into WebSys, it stated that um, I was still a computer science major. So I sent, um, you know, I took a screenshot of the confirmation form, and I sent that to one of my advisors. And they said that I received that email or that message in error in era. So I, I would definitely like to speak to the president or any one of higher officials that oversees the change of major request forms to understand the process that they go through to change a student's major. I would definitely love to speak to someone. Just, I, again, I
0: just put that out there as a possibility. No, I'm not saying that that's the I one think. you should use. <laughs> but I'm just putting it out there as a possibility because accountability matters. Um, yeah. And especially, I like to say this and it is the truth. Without students, we do not have a university. It's mm-hmm. and People don't like it when I say that, but that is a factual statement. If there are no students to come into a university, um, the university does not survive. And so it does kind of matter greatly mm-hmm. to be aware of what some of the um challenges students have um as to why they 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 may not, because this is true, uh may not stay at that same university. Um unfortunately some a couple of people came to mind and oftentimes Their reason for transferring has very, very little to do with academic rigor, very, very Mm -hmm. little to do with social life, has a lot to do with frustration at the processes that we use to get them to matriculate through the university. All right. I think we've we've really robustly treated that one. Um, Any other, do you have any other resolutions that you would like? um um HBCUs at large, not just Morgan State University, but HBCUs okay. at large to consider as we usher in 2024.
1: Um this is more on the lighter side. Okay. I would like for HBCUs to think about having a portal where new roommates can discuss or come or converse before they actually move into their dorm. I feel like meeting someone on the first day that you don't really know, that you're going to have to live with them for an entire semester, you should at least get to know them before you actually move in.
0: Caitlin, I have an idea. Mm. Do you know what that idea is? Yes. She's like, no, what is it? (laughs) Caitlin, you might have a business that you might want to consider it Mm. might be an app but there's an idea here there's an Mm. idea the minute you said it my heart warmed up can you imagine having chats with different people prior Mm. to coming in and kind of matching up with each other and getting to know each other um I, I I like that. And so I don't know what the details of this would be. And I can hear mm-hmm. some naysayers also saying, well, but then you may end up not really having preconceived notions about the person. And then you might actually be using that to um, decide that you don't want to be roommates with mm-hmm. a kind of person or blah, 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 blah. But I'm not a negative Nancy. So I'm just going to look oh, at this think- in a pot. Yes. Let's look at this positively. I do think that that's exciting. And yes. I do think that you might be the right person to actually put an app together or a portal together mm-hmm. that you don't just give to HBCUs, but you give to a bunch of other universities. Caitlin, let's keep this under wraps. Let's keep yes. this under wraps. Let's let's brainstorm on this and develop something. You've got something here. You've got something here. I have the background too. You do, that is what that is yes. why i'm suggesting you that is exactly why i'm like hold on idea idea for caitlin yeah. thank you <laughs> okay one. this is a good, that's a good one that's a good okay okay let's 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 move on let's move on to another resolution because this one's for you that one's for you do you have any other resolutions that you would like HBCU's to think of in 2024 as we usher 2024 in <laughs>
1: I don't have any more resolutions. Um, that is all
0: I really thought of. Okay, okay. No worries, no worries. So Caitlin, yes. shifting gears ever so slightly, you watch HBCU. Sorry, you watch I love my HBCU question mark. You have been a listener, and I appreciate you for being one of our most amazing um 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 audience members who is now a guest on our show manifest with us (laughs) and dream with us if Mm -hmm. you could pick three to five people that you would love to see us have a conversation with on i love my hbcu question mark who would you say who who would you who would you throw at us who would you love us to see who would you love to have us converse with in 2024 oh come on i'm manifesting
1: I would say you probably don't know her, but her name is Megan Thee Stallion. Um, she went to Texas Southern University, and I would love to hear how she's also a female rapper. I would love to hear how she balanced her career and also attending college. Um, her bachelor's was in health administration. So, you know, it doesn't really correlate. The rapping and health administration doesn't correlate. But I would love to hear how she balanced her life, the college life, the you know the high life. You know, I would love to just have a conversation. With
0: her. I I unfortunately I missed the name, but I'm guessing who it is based on Texas Southern University and Health Administration. But what was the name again? Megan V
1: H E E Stallion.
0: That's oh my gosh, Tosin, you're about to age yourself. That's the young lady what was there was a summer that was dedicated to her uh you said a song a summer there was a summer there was a summer that was a sorry gosh. the volume went out. no worries there's a summer a summer period it's, there was a summer that all i heard was megan the stallion yes i think it
1: was 2019
0: or 2021 was it a song she, or something
1: summer. yes um I don't know the song off the top of my head. <laughs> you I'm should so know
0: bad. this. You should know, know this. I should.
1: I should, but I would love to. I would love to have her on the on the podcast. Absolutely.
0: So w- listen, Megan Thee Stallion. If you hear us, forgive me, uh, Tosin Richard for not, um, I know who you are, I really do. Yeah. But I, I don't remember, I just know there was a summer that all I heard my students say was Megan V Stallion, Megan V Stallion, Megan V Stallion. So gorgeous young lady, um, but they, I, I wish I remembered the song that made her so popular that all of my students were singing. Okay, I just embarrassed myself and absolutely yeah. showed my okay. age. Um and yeah, you embarrass yourself more, Caitlin, because you're I'm, of the age where you should yes, know the song. Yes. Um after this I'm gonna look up the song because I Absolutely. Definitely, Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Okay, who's who's next on your list? So Megan thee Stallion, Megan Thee Stallion, pick up our phone, call when we call. <laughs> um,
1: who's yes, the next me. person? Um, I would say Chai Hymeen. You guys probably don't know her. Um she's a content creator on TikTok. She gives advice on surviving the HBCU life. Um, Wow. Yeah, she's a student at North Carolina A&T. I think, I believe she's a junior. Um, Yeah, she just gives advice on the homecoming life, um, the dating scene, how to save and budget your money. And you can tell on her profile that she just exemplifies the HBCU life. So I would definitely love to have
0: her on I Love My HBCU. Question mark. Chai Haimin, I mean, we're reaching yes. out. You're, you're yes. giving us, listen, you're giving us guests. I, I should <laughs> do this with everybody, right? Ask them who would they want to see on the show and then just reach out to those people. I love it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Who's next on your list?
1: Um, my last one would be um, Wale. Um, he attended Bowie State University and Virginia State University. And he's also from DC. So he's close to my home. So I would love to hear his journey in college, also how he balanced you know the hip hop life and also college.
0: I'm I'm getting a theme with you here. At least with your first and your third. You like music. Yeah, I um love you. you yes, you oh, how did I not ask her that song? I've got one more song, well, I've got one more question for you. Got one okay. more question for you. <laughs> but not not yet, not yet, not yet. How could I not ask her that? So I'm hearing a theme. Um, Megan Thee Stallion, music, hip hop seems to be the genre that you might like. I'm not assuming. I'm just putting it out there. And then Wale, also a a, a musician. Um, um, I I love the fact that, you know, the HBCUs that they all went to um, and that you you are you are ingrained in this yeah, HBCU in culture and HBCU family. I, I kind of yeah. love that. So we have Texas Southern Universities, um, Megan B. Stallion. We have North Carolina A&T's Shai Haimin, And then we have Bowie State University and Virginia State Universities, Wale. Uh, we have an amazing... Guest outreach manager uh, Chris, who is she's taking notes as as she's hearing all of this, and I bet you, even before this episode ends, she's reaching out to them. So. Here's hoping that they answer the call because I would love to have a conversation with them. And I would yeah. thank you, Caitlin Cox, for actually suggesting that they would be great additions to our, I love my HBCU question mark conversations. So I'm going to end on this lovely question for you because I am knocking myself that I did not ask you this earlier on. I know. <laughs> you, you know it, you know it. Yeah. And if you want to give us more than one, more than two take it from you because my bad i should have asked this a lot earlier um you're not finished with college yet but so far so good what song or songs would mark your college journey so far
1: um so i am a big Ra. wave fan um i would say long journey by Ra. wave and that song basically touches on how life is a long journey and you're continuously learning how to go through life. And you know there there may be bumps in the road, there may be, you know, joys, highs, lows, but you're still learning how to go through life and life is just it's a gift. You just go through life and you try to figure out how to overcome your challenges. And that's how my college journey is so far. I'm learning the balance between
0: my academic life and
1: also my social life. So
0: Wow, um, it has been my pleasure, Caitlin Cox, having this conversation with you and I love my HBCU question mark. Um, we, we, I wanted to start the new year by bringing in an alum and a current student to bless us with what they would like to see their HBCUs at large resolve to do in 2024. You gave us some good ones. Um, A really big one that I hope um, not just your HBCU, but a lot of HBCUs make a long term consistent goal. And that is the more fluid administrative processes that are part and parcel of a student's matriculation through college. Because you mentioned one example. Sadly, there's several other instances and examples that keep on rearing its ugly head that let us know our processes are not quite right and they need to be better. So I, I thank you for being on, on I love my on this episode of I Love My HBCU question mark. Um, mm-hmm. I welcome the audience, our viewers as well as our listeners. Share some of your resolutions for HBCUs with us in 2024. I'd love to hear them. Uh, we might post a couple of them if we hear them. Um, but until next time, yours and HBCU love i hope you are already subscribed if not be sure to subscribe to i love my hbcu question mark on youtube and wherever you get your podcasts and how could you not like this episode with caitlin cox on it caitlin have a lovely one thank you bye Bye. you've been listening to i love my hbcu question Let's keep the conversation going as we share our stories and encourage more practical support of HBCUs, whilst, of course, holding each other accountable. Don't forget to follow and subscribe for the latest episodes. Until next time, love and lift your HBCU.